Hey guys, what's up? Zach here with the Zach Shanky Podcast. Today, I want to talk about self-awareness. Ooh, this is a good one. This is such a good one. I was thinking a lot about this because I'm trying to think of like <clears throat> how to structure it. See, the thing is, here's the challenge. The challenge is when, when we think about ourselves, some of what we think about is true. And other things that we think about are completely not true, (laughs) right? We will say lies to ourselves all the freaking time, and it is detrimental. Whether you're calling yourself bad names that cause more self-doubt, or you're straight up saying that you're bad at something when you're actually not, right? Like, there's a difference between being bad at something and learning something, Right, Because no matter what, if you start anything new, for the most part, as a general rule, you're going to suck at it at first. And then what you do is you just keep practicing, keep trying, and then you suck less, and then you suck less, and eventually you don't suck at all, right? And so it's it's just really important to, to be able to recognize and be self-aware of what is a lie and what is a truth. So I'm going to give you some tips to that today. Um as well as I want to talk about there's two different personality types when it comes to being self-aware and both have pros and cons. And so we'll talk a little bit about that as well. So the first things first, how do you tell the difference between a lie and truth in terms of your own self-awareness? And the reality is um, there's a really simple trick. I learned this from my mentor, Blair Dunkley. Um, is the thing that you are telling yourself, is there an externally verifiable evidence to that, to that thing? Is there external result to prove what you're saying is true? Or is there no external result to prove what you're saying is true? Uh, the other day, my my previous podcast episode here, uh, or maybe it was two two episodes ago, um, I was kind of talking about how sometimes, like, because I guard my time and I have to tell people no that want to meet with me, um, sometimes I kind of feel like a douche for doing that. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> I feel like uh, I'm putting myself up on a pedestal by doing that, um, even though that's not where my heart is. And so I actually mentioned that to Blair and he goes, is there any external evidence that would indicate that you're a douchebag? <laughs> right? Like it's, it's literally that simple. And the answer is no, of course not. Like there's no, I'm not, I'm not rude to anybody. You know, I mean, for the most part, I think I was rude to someone in Walmart the other day. Um, you know, actually, honestly, I wasn't even rude. Um, there was this guy in front of me. Oh my gosh. What a jerk. This dude in front of me, you know, how sometimes they check your receipt at Walmart. Well, this one particular Walmart I went to, they check literally everyone's receipt. Okay, so there was this bit of a line, right? It reminded me of Sam's Club, okay, because they check literally everyone's receipt. And so this dude in front of me, they check his receipt, and he's like, yeah, check it, check it, go ahead. And then she hands it back to him, like everything's fine. And then he goes, do you want to check a bag too? You want to check one of these bags? And so, you know, I got to say something in that scenario, right? Because, like, I don't, uh, there's no, there's no, I don't have any fear on that. 
I'm like, hey, there's no reason. I, this is why I said, I said, there's no reason to be a jerk. She's just doing her job, right? It's this young lady that was taking the the receipts. Like she was probably like 22 years old or so, somewhere around there. Maybe maybe max 25 years old. And he's like giving her that kind of attitude for her doing literally what she's supposed to do. Like that was just ridiculous. And I said that, and the guy told me f off and walked out. Right, but but it was still like. even that, even me saying that, I didn't even say it in a jerky way. (laughs) So even me (laughs) being a quote unquote jerk is not even an externally verifiable douchebag result. Basically any thoughts that I have about my surrounding myself being not a nice person is false. It's a lie because at the end of the day, any externally verifiable result says and indicates that I am not a mean person. I'm not a jerk. I'm in fact a very nice person. Okay. So that's how you can tell the difference between a lie and a truth. Now it gets a little more complicated than that. Okay. So let's talk about this complication. There are two different kinds of people out there. Okay. When it comes to talking to yourself, And the examples I'm going to use here are me and Brian, because we are literally these two types of people and we are both very well aware. Brian's my business partner, if you didn't know. So I'm the type of person where I see progress. I see incremental little bits and pieces of progress. So when, when we're analyzing data, for example, on our marketing ads, on our marketing, (laughs) and our ads. (laughs) Um, If I'm looking at all those little pieces of data, as long as there is an improvement and an increase progress in the data, I'm super happy, right? Now, Brian, and, and that has downfalls, by the way, we'll get to those downfalls. Brian is very much more black and white, it's either there is an end result or there is not. And so like, if I'm looking at these marketing data progress points and I'm like, Hey, marketing is going well, but we haven't gotten a sale yet from those, you know, it hasn't progressed to the point of a sale. All Brian notices is, Hey, we don't have any sales yet. This is not working. Okay. (laughs) Which, which is good in some cases and bad in others. Both of those states of mind and ways of thinking have pros and cons. So I'll tell you mine. Mine is is very much a pro when it comes to things like data and also when it comes to like learning things, okay? There there's a lot of pros. Here's the con. The con is sometimes I don't see the end result. I almost get more obsessed with the progress points to the point where sometimes I don't push hard enough for the actual goal the actual end result that I'm looking for, right? And so that's where I can I can fall short. Now, Brian, on the other hand, sometimes having that black and white view, the beautiful thing about it is it's very much a, a motivator. It is a big motivator because, hey, this isn't working. And it's like, it makes me question these progress points I've been looking at. I'm like, oh, He's right. There's not an end result yet. What's preventing the end result? And I look back at my progress points and I'm like, okay, well, this is progressing. But is that at what point does it progress to the point of a sale? How do we figure that out? 
right? And so now all of a sudden I start thinking because of, of his black and white view, right? And he knows this, by the way. And we, we talk about this together a lot. And so it's, it's a really fascinating little uh, way to do it. Now, the downside to Brian's point of view is that he doesn't recognize these progress points. And what happens is if somebody thinks that there's no result, even though there is progress towards that result, oftentimes they could actually just quit and shift gears too soon. Okay? This is where it's important. If you can understand who you are when it comes to how you think, when it comes to these two perspectives, it's either kind of a black and white, there's a result or there's not a result, or it's progress points where there's progression, okay, but you can't forget the result, right? If you understand which one of those you are, what you need to do is you need to find someone else who is the opposite. If you can find someone else who is the opposite of that, you guys can complement each other in extraordinary ways. This is what me and Brian do. The important thing, though, is that the other person has to be able to listen to you, okay? Like, like Brian, for example, when he's like, hey, there's no result, and I'm like, well, hold on a minute. Let me look at the progress points, right? And I start looking. I'm like, no, 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 look, look, look. This is progressing. This is better than it was last week or better than it was last month. Then Brian listens to that, and he goes, okay, so what you're saying is I'm going to see the result I'm looking for in how much time? And he forces an ETA, right? Which is, this is part of what makes Brian a really fantastic leader and like the best CEO ever. Um, I'm, I'm super thankful for him as a business partner and Travis too, obviously. <laughs> so the thing about Travis is he's kind of both. Travis is this crazy like everything in one package kind of guy. And he knows it too. We've talked about this before as well. He doesn't fit into one category. You know, you think about like, there's, there's like four personality types. Okay. There's like the, the domination type, which is definitely Brian. Um, I'm mostly in the dominant type as well, believe it or not. Um, I've, I've had this tested and then there's like the analytical type. This is my secondary. It, everyone's got a primary and a secondary. My primary is the dominant. My secondary is definitely anal, an, an analyst. And then there's like the partiers, the guys that just like to party. And then there's the uh, relationship people, right? They're just, they're very emotional and they're all about relationships. And those are the four different categories. Travis is freaking in the middle, right? If this was a quadrant and all four of them, he's literally in the middle. He's a part of all of them. Now, we all have a part of those in ourselves. It's just Travis's is much more balanced than I would say anyone else I've ever met. And so he's kind of got all of it. He's got the whole package, the whole deal, <laughs> which is why he's a perfect third partner in our business because what he does, me and Brian have our own individual strengths and weaknesses that complement each other very, very well. And then what Travis does is he comes in and he che- he's like the checks and balances part, right? And so if, if Brian's the executive branch and I'm the legislation branch, or maybe I'm more the judicial branch and then Travis is the legislation, whatever, whatever. It was a terrible analogy. The, the point is that we're a fantastic partnership. And so, so Brian's the black and white kind of person when it comes to being self-aware and aware of, of what's going on. Uh, in results. Mine is more of the progression. Um, when it comes, so here's where this applies to you. Okay. Because most of you that are listening to this podcast, you're a trader or you're an aspiring trader. You want to be a trader. 
And I see this so much. The people that tend to struggle with the trading are the are the black and white folks. Okay. Um, so they're the ones that they're either making money from trading or they're not. It's either I'm making money from my trading or I'm not making money from my trading. And if I'm not making money from my trading, it must mean that I suck at trading. This, my friends, is a lie. This is where the self-awareness and the thing you tell yourself is legit a lie. There is no externally verifiable evidence that you suck at trading except for your own internal belief. In order to say you suck at trading, you have to submit your trading session to your coach some kind of external source that knows what they're doing. And they have to be the ones to tell you you suck at trading. <laughs> That's what has to happen. Okay? If they tell you you suck at trading, now all of a sudden it becomes an externally verifiable truth. But until then, don't lie to yourself. So this actually happened to me. I have um, We have this one member that I'm, I'm currently working with one-on-one. Um, fantastic dude. Intelligent guy very intelligent. And, uh, he and I, we actually have a lot in common, but he's definitely a black and white person. And so he definitely had this viewpoint of like, I'm really bad at trading or trading doesn't work. Right. We hear this all the time. We hear this all the time from people that, that don't utilize our systems. And so it's, it's very interesting to look at anyway. So, so he, He's he and I have been working together and he's fantastic at trading, man. He's he's doing great. And the first the first trading session I saw of his, I was like, Yeah, man, you suck at trading. <laughs> right? Like that. Ooh, what what is this? All right, what what are you doing? Right? It's not following process at all. Right? So we have processes in place, and they're in place for a very specific reason because our processes work. Every little detail of our process is there for a purpose. We have sorted all of this out with the help of our community. It is a community. Our process right now that we have for trading is a huge community effort that has developed and honed in these things. Like literally we've had situations where someone's struggling and they tell us why they're struggling. And we're like, okay, guys, let's brainstorm. What can we do to solve this problem? How can we help people overcome this challenge in trading? And boom, 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 boom. We come up with these different solutions. This is how our whole accountability system became a thing in the first place with video. Like we were like, man, we want to just sit there and trade with them. Like if we were with them, but we can't spend so much time on Zoom, you know, trading with people like and then it's distracting and it's just a horrible experience. And we're like, well, what if they recorded? This was Brian's idea. He's like, what if they recorded their trading? And my first response was, well, that's ridiculous because who's going to have the technical knowledge, you know, like some, some people that come in, they have very little technical knowledge and there, it's going to be a struggle for them to figure it out and this and that. And that's when we were like, well, wait a minute, what about Loom? Because Loom is very simple. Like of all the recording tools out there, Loom is probably one of the easiest ones to use. And so I'm like, okay, well, what if we had a video teaching them how to do Loom and then they could just use Loom to to accomplish the goal. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's a fantastic idea. And so we, we start implementing and wow, holy smokes. That's what took our numbers from 50% success rate to 92% success rate. That's literally it. That, that one single piece of the pie. Um, anyway, my point, what was my point? All right. So this one particular trader who was struggling and now is doing pretty darn well, by the way. Um, 
and by pretty darn well, I'm saying in the last two and a half weeks, he has had a win rate of over 60%. I think he's at an average of 63%. He went from garbage trading. I'm telling you, I don't say very often that somebody was like bad at trading. He went from really bad, <laughs> like really bad, to now a 63% average on, on a win rate. That's freaking amazing. I'm sorry, but that's, I'm not sorry. <laughs> that's freaking amazing. And it was me showing him progress points, right? So that first trading session he showed me was really bad. And I told him so, right? I, I did it probably in a nicer way, but I was like, hey, you know what? This is not following our system. This is not following our rules that we have developed over time. This is pretty bad. The next, and I explained to him what was bad, what needs to improve, and I look forward to his next session. The next one he submitted, 10 million times better already. And I started pointing that out. I'm like, look, this was a great decision for a trade. This was not so great of a decision, but my goodness, between last trade session and this one, huge improvement. See, I'm looking at the progress, right? He's still not there. He was still getting like a 40% win rate, okay? But still, progress. The next session, better, 50% win rate. The next session, even better, like 52, 53%. Eventually, for the last two and a half weeks here, he's been doing outstanding. And you know, one of the biggest, just side note, one of the biggest mindset pieces to winning at trading focus on your win rate. Don't focus on your account balance. Listen, the account balance is a a very direct result of your win rate. Just with our risk mitigation system, as long as you focus on that win rate, your account balance will automatically go up. Take your time. Take a step back. Relax. Who cares about the account balance? Focus on the win rate. You'll find what you want. And when you do, your account balance will, will increase. Some weeks are slower than others. This is just the market in general. Okay. Um, anyway, so back to being self-aware. So learn how to recognize the things that you tell yourself, whether or not they are true. Do that by asking yourself, is there an externally verifiable thing, result, that would prove that what I'm saying or telling myself is true? Right? So like if you call yourself a failure... Look back. Have you ever succeeded? The answer is yes. You probably have. See, there's no such thing as failure. Failure is just literally learning. That's it. It's a stepping stone in the learning process. That's all quote-unquote failure is. I don't believe it really truly exists. And I've actually talked to my kids about this. I'm like, would you do something different if you knew you couldn't fail? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do this different. I'd do that different. I'm like, guess what? You, you can't fail. And they're like, what? What do you mean I can't fail? Because failure is nothing more than a learning step. And they, it just kind of like, they're like, well, no, what if you fail a test in school? <laughs> I'm like, well, then you obviously learned that you needed to study more. And now if you have to retake the test, what are you going to do? Probably study more so that you can pass it the next time. It wasn't a failure. It was a learning step. Now you know I need to study more in preparation for tests, right? It's it's all feedback. It's it's feedback. It's data for you to make shifts and pivots and changes in your life to get to the result that you want. That's all failure is. Thomas Edison took a thousand over a thousand tries to hit the light bulb. 
And he was asked, what it, you know, how did it feel to fail a thousand times? He said, I didn't fail a thousand times. The light bulb simply took a thousand steps to create. That's, that's the attitude and the perspective to have. So if you are struggling at something like business or trading or marketing or anything like that, if you're having some struggles with it, don't say you're failing. You're learning. You're learning. Now, if you're learning and you're doing it all by yourself, which is what a lot of aspiring traders do, and this is why the industry standard is 3% of traders actually succeed. 3% is because they're trying to do it by themselves. It's like the blind leading the blind. It's one person not knowing what they're doing, trying to tell another person themselves what they're doing, right? Like if you're trying to do it yourself and you don't know what you're doing, it's like if I wanted to, I don't know, what's something I know nothing about? Um, (laughs) I don't know. It's so funny. The first thing that came to mind was like, I don't know anything about putting on makeup. (laughs) It's a terrible example. All of a sudden I'm a drag queen now, but if I wanted to put up makeup, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know where to start. I know there's a thing called foundation. I don't know what it does. I assume it's the first layer of makeup because it's like the foundation, uh, you know, other than that, I don't know anything about it. So if I were to try to put on makeup on myself or someone else, (laughs) I would be like, I would screw up so bad and there's no way I can get better unless I get some help from someone who does know what they're doing. This is why it's important to have a mentor, whether it's a business mentor, a marketing mentor, a mindset mentor, a health mentor, right? For, for working out and training personal trainer, right? Having somebody that knows what they're doing, guide you so that as you're learning in the process, your quote unquote failures, as you're learning and you're getting that feedback, you're getting that feedback from actually somebody who knows what they're doing. Now, the biggest challenge that people have with a mentor, and I'll wrap this up here. I know it's been 20 minutes. Biggest challenge that people have with a mentor is mentors are typically very, very expensive. Um, I'll tell you what, the mentor I have right now, um, I don't know if I should probably say his price, but he, he he charges 10K a month. Uh, actually, ten point five thousand a month, um, minimum six month commitment, right? Like you have to you sign a contract six months, and that's super expensive, right? And so that's what people, if they want a true mentor, I'm sorry, that's what you'd have to cough up, unless there are these little these these geniuses named Brian, Zach, and Travis. <laughs> who come up with a system where you can legitimately have as much one-on-one time as you need with a coach. And there's a process associated with that. It's not like we're at your beck and call, but legitimately as somebody that struggles, I am there. I promise you I am there. Some of you have experienced that. I promise you I'm there. People message me all the time and I respond within 24 hours. Um, I, I want to make sure everyone has a positive experience and has a direction to go. And if they feel lost, that's what I'm there for. I'm there to get you back on track. And Janelle is there and she's, she's your number one trading coach right now. And she's absolutely fantastic. And so oftentimes I will direct you to her in order to guard my time so that I can help more people. Okay. So, whew, okay. Self-awareness. Now you know the difference between what's a lie and what's a truth to yourself. It has to be externally verifiable. It is important to identify, are you a black and white person or are you a progress point person? Okay, I'm a progress point person. Brian's a black and white person. They are a great complement to each other. 
Um, and so you can absolutely find an accountability partner that would complement your own personality to help you recognize the part that you might otherwise not recognize because it's not typically how you view the world. Okay. And so very important little notes. I hope it's helpful to you guys. I hope you learned a lot here today. Thanks for listening. Love you all. Talk to you later.